Praise the Lord. Um, Genesis chapter 1. And I want to show you something right from the beginning of Scripture. God is a God of power. And God releases His power. How? By His Word. Through His mouth, if you like. Look at Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3. And God said, pretty powerful. And God said, let there be light and there there was light. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 6. Look at this. And God said, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate them. And that's what happened. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 9. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place. And on and on it goes. God is a God of power. I don't think any of us have any qualm about that or any questions about that. Folks, listen a minute. God's power is released through his speech. Through his speech. How's your power released? Through your speech. And I only have one channel of speech. This is it. And you know the trouble? Scripture says that can good water and bad water come from the same source? Can good fruit and bad fruit grow on the same tree? There's a problem there. Because I've only got one source. And if I pollute my source, then surely everything that comes out of that source is polluted. You've got to guard your tongue. Because therein, as we'll see in a moment, so many scriptures. You know, you you wouldn't put a gun to your head, I hope, and you know, like Russian roulette, and start pulling the trigger. Yet, when it comes to speech, folks, I, I... just grade myself. I, would, I was just thinking, I would probably grade myself marks out of 100 on my speech. Um, it's a fail. 30? 30? And I wonder what my life would be like if I could only control my speech. I wonder what would have happened as I look back not the end of the world. Well, it is the end of the world, but you know what I mean. It's not the end of the world. I, I, I can start now. I can start tonight. And I can start, as David said, put a muzzle on myself. I can learn, can't I? I can see that this is, is an uncompromising source of power. God's not going to change it just for you. You've got one source. And you must, just like the scripture says, guard your heart, guard your tongue. Guard your tongue. Folks, please don't be offended. It's not what you say in public that bothers me. It's what you say in private. It's what you say about yourself. It's what you think about yourself, maybe. There there are many dangerous things. Now, you would not believe some of the things people come in here. They would totally fool you. People you know who come here every Sunday, jolly, happy, and they call us and they say we want to talk and you get alone with them and they can't even tell you what's wrong. They're crying so bitterly. And you think, what's wrong? And you get to the bottom and they say, <laughs> because nobody likes me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Where did that come from? And of course, you know where it came from. It began with a, a thought, a wonky thought. And then what's next? Speech. You began to say that. You thought that. If you don't control your mind, your thoughts, you can never control your speech and then you'll lose control of your actions. That's the order, right? So when someone comes to you and they're speaking like that, it began with a negative thought about themselves. They began to utter it, even if it's a murmur. 
even if it's a whisper on the breath. And they think they're unattractive, they think no one likes them, and then all of a sudden that becomes their reality. And no matter what you try to do with such individuals, you can't help them. It's very difficult to get into such lives because they have built such a, a stronghold. God is committed, to say the least, to the word that comes out of his mouth. He says this, I will not alter the word that goes forth out of my mouth. Now, you can take that to any degree you want. When God made a commitment to Adam in the Garden of Eden, in order to keep his word, his own son had to be crucified. Call. That's some commitment. That's a God who understands the power of what? What he says. He obviously sees something I don't see. God understands this, of course, he sees it, he perceives it, and he tries to tell us, when you've said it, you know, keep your word. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And by the way, you know, I, I, I believe we'll eventually get to the bottom of, of atoms and, you know, protons, neutrons, and all the rest of it. I know, again, like I mentioned, the, the CERN project this morning, that they've, they've finally split the proton, right? And, and they, they get inside it and they realize that infinity goes down this way, it's smaller than they ever dreamed. It, it's, it's incredible. But I believe everything's held together by the Word of God. By the Word of God. By the power of His Word. So it's, it's something I believe, especially in the society in which we live. Someone says, I'll meet you at half ten. Half twelve, they're not there. And the Word of men is, in the day we live, so trite. It actually means next to nothing. And that infiltrates the church, and if we're not careful, it can infiltrate us. And it, it, it debilitates us. I believe it with all my heart. But I've had a, a, a struggle with this through my life. It is not as bad as it was. It used to be very bad. I had negative speech, but when I got married, your speech was so positive and so controlled. Two people that I've ever met in my life that can control their tongue very well. Jeanette and Pastor Elia. Very good. You'll very seldom, if ever, hear anything negative come from Pastor Elia. He has enormous control over his speech. And that, the Bible really says that that's a good idea. Okay? Now, it is confusing because is speech a, a, a law or is it a principle? You know, they, they, they talk about the law of gravity, right? But it's not a law, really. Because if, it was to be, if gravity was a law, then gravity would have to work everywhere, in every environment. But the trouble is gravity doesn't. I, I can drop, you know, a stone here and it will fall to the ground. But if I drop that stone in a vacuum, it doesn't fall to the Oh. So it's not a law then. There, there's another word, a principle. So gravity really, if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty, gravity is a principle. So what about speech? Is speech, is the word that comes out of my mouth, I'm not going to give an answer to this, but is the word that comes out of my mouth a law or a principle? Because I think it's, a, it's in some ways a little bit of both. By all means, it's a law, but it's, it's also a principle. And I'll tell you why. Because it depends on the amount of faith that you're putting behind your word. The amount of faith you put behind it, that's the amount of power that carries your word. Your words, whether you believe it or not, 
God says that the words that come out of your mouth are powerful. And they carry the, 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 the power of life or death. Shocking. Take a look at it. Matthew, sorry, Mark chapter 11 and verse 22. Mark eleven twenty-two. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Mark eleven twenty-two. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, if anyone what? Says. There it goes. Remember, folks, prayer is not silent. That's meditation. That's meditation. It's not prayer. The scriptural word for prayer is to cry aloud. So Jesus, he, 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 he's very clear here. I tell you the truth. If anyone says that speaking out loud to this mountain, go and throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you, there you go again, ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. You will have heard many things over the years about the faith camp, right? You're Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagen, and, and they got an awful lot of bad press from people who simply didn't listen properly, didn't understand them correctly. They name it and claim it, blab it and grab it, you know? So a certain school of thought, well, really, it was Christians rather than teachers because they, they, many Christians had not listened right. They had not been, you know, taken the, 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 the whole message. Those guys never said, name it and claim it. It's not what they said. And they, you know, as I say, there was enormous trouble in the kingdom for, for years over that. You can't really name it and claim it because there's, there's no faith behind that. What they said here, Jesus didn't say, just say, did he? If any, I tell you the truth, if anyone says to this mountain, go and throw yourself. He didn't just say that. Keep reading. And does not doubt. You see? So the speech aspect... What you say is only one aspect. You must believe what you say. There's a difference. So the name it and claim it brigade, they began to just name things. But there was no faith. You must have the faith. But having the faith alone, where's the trigger? You've got to speak. Whoever believes and says and prays, there's where you see the breakthrough. Right? Very simple stuff, but stuff that's missed. You know, in, in, in all of our lives. I love what Andrew Womack says. I, it, was, it was a great um, truth. He, he said, so okay, so here you are. You have a prayer target. You have something you're praying about. And you're going to God week after week, but you don't get the answer. He, he said this, keep praying. Just keep praying the same prayer. Because one day you'll be in faith. And you only have to get it right once. I never thought, I thought that's fantastic, of course. Just keep on going and one day, maybe you're, 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 you're not in faith 99 times, but if you stick at it and you keep on praying, you will eventually break through. Now, it has to be the will of God, of course, but you know what I mean. I thought that was a good insight. So tonight, as we look in at the book of Genesis, where speech, it opened, the Bible opens up with God speaking. And it shows us the power of his word. I just want you to just pause for a moment and ask yourself about your tongue, about your speech, and how it's affected you, or even how others have affected you. I come from a big family. It was a very happy family, but not perfect. And because I was the youngest of nine children, I got a lot of, not abuse, that's, that's much too strong a word, but you can imagine being the youngest of nine. 
shut up, sit down, shut up. I said, shut up. <laughs> you get it? Shut up. <laughs> There's a lot of that. And, and I kind of grew up, but in some ways, I, I think I handled that quite well because I kind of put my own defenses up and got through that time, right? And came out of it not too bad. It wasn't for those reasons, I think, that, that if, if I did have a problem you know, with speech, it wasn't that that caused it. But think back, because words are powerful. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20, the power of life and death are in your tongue, but it's not just what you say to others. It's also what others say to you. And that in some ways, they form you. In some ways, people do make us by, by what they say. So you've got to be very guarded. Um, Pastor Rick t- took me aside one day, and I-, I-, I never forgot his correction. He said, Mike, you know, you've got to realize when you speak to people, it's much more powerful than someone else speaking to them. Take it easy. You've got power there. You've got faith there. And other people, you may listen to them talk like, but you can't talk like that. Cool it. And I suddenly, oh, I see. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. And I've got to realize that there's anointing, if you like. And that I have the power to hurt you. Do you know what I mean? I have the power to hurt you. Maybe more power than some other people around you. Because everybody's different. And the, the anointing makes a difference. You can really, and you need to control that in the, the right way. Okay? I'm, I mean, some people will have spoken negative to you. Some would, you know, maybe a lot. But it doesn't affect you. You know? You, maybe you've got a negative person in your family, in your workplace, but it's water off a duck's back. But then there's someone else. And all they got to do is say one word and they get you, right? This is what happened to Elijah. Elijah, mighty man of God, defeats the prophets of Baal on the, the peak of his ministry. One word from Jezebel. And what does he do? He wants to kill himself, right? One word. Elijah was so used to defeating smaller foes, right? Not a problem that he thought he was a bit unstoppable, if you know what I mean. But, but unfortunately, the devil, there's levels of power, you know? One word from Jezebel, and Elijah was ready to kill himself. You need to be aware of that. Because if, if some people can speak to you and really affect you, be careful. Because there's probably power operating behind that. When we ran the drop-in center in Ireland, I, 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 as a, when you lead anything Christian, you're going to have to learn to deal with negativity you know, that comes at you in terms of what you do and pursuing. If you don't, you're not going to last two seconds. So I deal with negativity all day. Doesn't bother me. People can pour cold water in everything you say. That's life. Just get on with it. But this one day, I went to our drop-in center and this girl came in and she just spoke. That's all. She just turned and said something. Man, I got hit. And I didn't know what had happened to me. I just knew one minute I was on top of the world. One minute I was walking. I was full of faith. Everything was fine. And one word from that girl and I was punctured. I was flattened a bit like Elijah, you see. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I went to my senior pastor, went up to his house actually. I said, let me tell you what's happened. And he showed me Elijah. 
And he showed me the difference. Different people have different levels of power. It depends on the amount of faith, either negative faith or positive faith, they're putting behind it. Right? And I suddenly saw that's what's happened to me today. Someone with negative faith has targeted me and I got hit. I wasn't prepared for it, just like Elijah wasn't. Right? So you take that as a, 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 a tool for life. Take that as something that you can protect yourself with. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36. Look at this. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36. But I tell you that men will give an account one day on, on the day of judgment for every, <laughs> for every careless word they have ever spoken. That's terrifying. God help us, isn't it? Men will give an account on judgment day for every careless word that they ever spoke. Well, I think I'm going to have a long appointment. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Terrible, right? Watch your speech. And realize that as a born-again Christian, you carry power. I shared a house with a guy once who had been ill, mentally ill, uh, and he was fine. He got, back, got his life back together again, got back to work, but he ran out of money. And I was sitting in the living room one day, and I heard him pick up the phone. And in order to get money, he declared himself out of his mouth sick. He rang the welfare, and I heard the conversation. Now, he's not sick. But he's, and when he came off that phone, I said, Keith, come in here. Do not speak out of your mouth that you are sick. Because if you speak out of your mouth that you are sick, what are you going to be, Keith? You're going to, you, you shall have whatsoever you say. He's a born-again guy. That's a good guy. And if you start speaking that stuff, that is, is no good. But he wouldn't hear it. The financial pressure was, was a greater fear to him than actually bringing sickness upon himself. So folks, build your life. Build it daily. Watch your own speech and protect yourself when you're around others. I think my own speech is more dangerous than others, to be honest. I think the things I say about myself, if I can, what, what does James say? If anyone can guard their tongue, that is a, a perfect man. Amen. Because you hard to find one. To the, the tongue is a, is a, is a wildfire, right, that, 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 that people find hard to control. Such damage is done. Such damage can be done by careless words. I sat with a mother once with her two children, and the, the mother turned round. She had a boy of about 14 and a boy of about six or seven, and she turned to the 14-year-old boy, and she said, I don't love you. I actually only love him. Jesus, what on earth did you say that for? You've said it now. You can't take it back. Like you've said to me a hundred times, because she understands it, really got a blessing here. And she'll say, keep my mouth shut. Because once I've said it, I can't, that's the rule she lives by. Because once I've said it, I can't take it back. So don't say it. Don't say it. Set a watch over the door of your mouth. Now, if someone, if you tonight, if you tonight see, okay, we're in Genesis. We're looking at the power of God's word. He created through his speech. If you tonight begin, you can repent. Like, I want to repent. I want to really look at this thing because I want my tongue to be used to speak life. Amen. 
but I understand that there's a well there, there's a well of faith, and that involves my whole life and everything about me. So when I get up in the morning, my speech must be positive. When I'm going through hard times, my speech must be positive. And I must keep on being positive through the good times and bad. And you know what? Sooner or later, I will walk up to someone who is deaf or blind and I will speak to them. And because I have trained my tongue and guarded myself, I can be used in power correctly. Amen? Uh, I, I, I believe we can get there. Certainly, Signs and wonders is something we should see in our meetings, in our, in our fellowship, and we don't see enough of it. Okay? Let's spend time in worship tonight. So let me just invite the team back, and if you stand, we'll just pray about that point. I think God is, is moving today, and I just want to bring a, a brief word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Just stand and, and, and close your eyes. Just bow your heads one moment and you focus upon yourself and, and, and yourself alone a moment. How's your speech? And God, as you open Scripture, you show us that the power of God is released through His speech. And tonight we repent of anything negative that has ever come forth from us. Forgive us for speaking. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And forgive us if we should ever slander your creation. Lord, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what we are. We honor you for that. And God, I pray we would speak in accordance with your word when we speak about ourselves. We are loved. We are accepted. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for who I am. Thank you for my physical body. Thank you for everything about me, God. Thank you. And I make a commitment to speak well of myself and to honor your creation. And God, help me to speak well to others. And as we commit to this, God, and repent of thinking or speaking negatively, I pray that even tonight we would start on a road and that you would trust us, trust us to speak healing out of this same mouth.